Hello, hello, hello. I am your Kathy Wakili, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz. And here we are. It is February. And you know what, y'all? We are celebrating four years of me being what? In yo mouth. Yes, honey. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Can you believe four years? For those of you who have been with me since the beginning or have been like fell off and come back, you know, as most podcast listeners do. I can't thank you enough. Um, what a journey it has been. And I am so grateful of be- to be here. I mean, four years sans a break. Um, really, it's a, a weekly podcast for four years. Self-produced is a lot of work, y'all. And um, this is a labor of love. And yeah, how exciting, how exciting. And I can't wait to see what the rest of this year brings for me and this podcast. But right now, I kind of want to get to the getting on because I have a really special guest for this four-year anniversary episode. I was going to do a recap episode, but those are such a pain in the ass to put together that I was like, I just can't. Um, I like can't even be bothered. No, but <laughs> this is way, way better. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, your Real Housewives order aficionado, Kai. Say hi, Kai. Hey, baby. <laughs> How's it going? How are you? Happy four years. Yes, four years old and looking fresh. Yes. You know, no no wrinkle in sight. No. Listen, I just turned 41, Kai. Look, nary a wrinkle to be found. Youthful. Yes, right? I love it. Listen, and it isn't the Lisa Rinna beauty either. <laughs> I, 
I would I would never guess that that was it anyways. <laughs> Even though it wouldn't be mad if a lip kit ended up in my apartment somewhere. Oh, no, I'm never mad at a free gift. Yes. Ever. Absolutely. Ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. I am so excited to have you on today for my four-year anniversary. We're going to have a lot of fun, y'all, out there. Um, so thank you for giving me of your time today. But, but, but before we get anywhere, Kai, in the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth, I need to wish you Happy National Tater Tots Day. Yum. Yum. I'm into that. Right? That is a great happy day or national holiday. Yeah, is that what we're calling yeah, it? It's a national holiday, you know, like. Uh, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> now I feel like I need to run to the store, grab some tater tots, put them in the air fryer, and just sit on my couch for the rest of the day and, you know, yes. dip. Eat. What are we dipping them in? What are we dipping them in? Maybe like a spicy ranch. A spi- um, I wouldn't even be mad about like a ketchup at this point. You know what? Um, I'm not, I'm no longer a ketchup queen. Okay. You know, I like a ketchup on a burger, but that kind of is it. I think, growing up, I was ketchup obsessed, right? And um, my mother's, I talk about my mother's white rice all the time on this podcast because I don't know what she does, but it's so freaking delicious, uh, right? Her Puerto Rican white rice, um, you literally can put a, pick up like grain by grain and it's like a meal. So delicious. Yeah. But I was obsessed with white, white rice and ketchup growing up so much so that when like those big warehouse box stores opened, my mother would buy like the 32 ounce, 46 ounce, whatever, you know, Heinz oh ketchup God. bottles. By the, and I would go through them. And now, you know, I'm more of like a chipotle aioli kind of gal or... or or a ranch or like the the ketchup doesn't do it for me and I think I think it's the sugar. Yeah. And the palate's sophisticated, you know? Yes, yes. When you're young, you're like, oh ketchup, she's that girl. But as you get older, it's like, ew, this is disgusting. Yes. How now, what style of tots are we talking here, right? I feel like I feel like tots are are a food that is forever reinvented, right? Because we get like top chos and sweet potato, sweet tots, right? Sweet potato tots, sweet tots, totty sweeties, totty sweeties. I don't, I don't know what we call them. Well, I was watching Jada last night. Jada entertains, and she was making sweet potato tots. Uh, she's just like a Food Network star. <laughs> I, I, it's like I my life. Don't know her. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you're pulling a Mariah. I, I'm following. My brain is behind. Yes, I'm like, don't oh. worry. It, it is. Er- <laughs> How don't you know her? Right. <laughs> um. So you were. And she was making sweet tots. So that's instantly what came to mind. But I'm thinking more of just like the like the frozen, like you know the little pellet shaped yeah. regular potato. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you, I just had this realization. If you flatten a, a tater tot out, it's a latka. Yes. And I've seen people put them in a waffle maker, yeah. like different tots in a waffle maker, and, you know, make a tot waffle. Yes. Oh, maybe that's what yes. I need. Oh, my God. Is that, is that sacrilegious uh, for all my um, fabulous Jewish listeners out there to, like, take a, like, cheat and take your tater tots and make latkes? And serve them with like sour cream and like applesauce. Is that, is that like not okay? Because I was like, that's the ultimate hack for the high holy days. Then <laughs> am I onto something? 
You might be. I don't know, but I think we are here for the tots all around, no matter what. Like a spicy tot, uh, a cheese-filled tot, a sweet potato tot. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, give it to me. And you know what? Shout out to Dan Whalen, who is the mashup king of the world. Um, And he has a sweet potato, not a sweet potato, a tater tot cookbook out there. And he's a big supporter, um, LGBTQ ally, him and his wife, Georgina. Shout out to you. Go pick up his tater tot book on this day. Um, He supports me very, very much so. And I return the favor in that way. And no matter what you celebrate out there, whether it's tater tots, Giada de Laurentiis, (laughs) um, Um, We celebrate you, right, Kai? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And moving right along into this day in gay history. I told you it's going to be a good time. Um, Full of tomfoolery. Uh, Did you know, Kai, on this day, Pete, in 2021, uh, Pete Buttigieg became the first openly gay, non-acting member of uh, the cabinet of the United States and the first openly gay person confirmed by the Senate to a cabinet position. Wow, I did not. I think that was My Canadian ignorance is jumping out because I'm like, American politics, what's that? Yes. I don't know her. (laughs) I don't don't know her. Yes, Kai (laughs) is joining us all the way from Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, right? Home of home of uh, Woody's and um, Queer's Folk and Okay, so you've been here before. Yes. Uh, it, Thank God. It hasn't been <laughs> it hasn't been since like the early two thousands, but I've I've been here. I've been there. Not much has changed. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you've been here once, you've been here enough for me. Listen, I love it's time for a return actually. Um Come on down. Yes. Actually, don't come right now. Everything is closed. We're like kind of in a semi-lockdown again. So Ugh. maybe wait a few months. Ugh. Come in the summer. Uh, yes. Uh, maybe I will. That would be cute. That would be a cute little trip. But listen, shout out to Pete Buttigieg and his husband Chastain for making a difference in the world in American politics. Um for us LGBTQ people and um, they just had some Thanks Pete. They just had some children so uh, blessed be Oh gorgeous. Blessed be the fruit um, yeah. or something like that. You know like congrats and we support you but I want to get to the... We love to see it. Yeah we love to see it. Representation matters so we are here for you Pete but I want to move on and get to the getting on and talk to Kai about what they do what he does. Um, folks, if you don't know, and you probably already do, Kai is the content creator behind your favorite niche Instagram account, The Real Housewives Order. The Real Housewives Orders. Um, this is where he combines his love for reality TV and food, which has been featured on the official Bravo TV account and received a dedicated segment on TV's Watch What Happens Lives. Watch I'm What snapping. Happens Five. Kai currently recaps all of the franchises in Real Housewives uh, Cinematic Universe, but with a focus on the food and drinks his beloved wives order on camera. If he's not watching Bravo, he's in the kitchen spending time with his Vitamix. Yes. I love, Absolutely. I love a Vitamix moment. I live for my Vitamix. Yes, favorite. If, if my apartment was to go on fire right now, it's the first thing I'm grabbing. <laughs> that, that and the cat. I don't have a cat, but my boyfriend, he can stay. I'm grabbing the Vitamix. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. (laughs) Sorry about it, Chris. (laughs) Listen, 
again, they are expensive. Vita- Vitamix. Right? Not a sponsor, but get a 20% discount code with... <laughs> Orders 20, yes, not actually. Uh, like, but Vitamix, if you're listening, I a, wouldn't say no to that. No, we are, we are Vitamix stands here. Um, favorite Vitamix recipe? Let's just go off the rails from the start. Um, well, I'm like a smoothie girly. Like, I'm drinking a smoothie right now, so that's always my go-to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, let's just say a smoothie for now, right. I see. my I brain's see not moving. I see it's dark green, so is it like kale and spinach and, and things? We've got the spinach, we've got the lotions, the potions. The collagen the, peptides, thank you, Jennifer yep, Anderson. the broccoli stems, everything. Oh, so, I, uh, listen. All my fruits and vegetables... First thing in the morning and get it out of the way yeah. so I can eat Doritos for the rest of the day. Amen. Live, laugh, leaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not Nini leaks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So let's start at the beginning. Why? Where did the inspiration come? Like, what? Take me, take me through it. Like, take me through that moment where you rolled out of bed one day and you were like, you know what's gonna be a great idea? I'm gonna start an Instagram that chronicles everything these Real Housewives order. Okay, so I've been watching reality TV for 15, 20 years at this point, so... And you're only um, and you're only 22. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. What a compliment. Um... So yeah, I've been watching it forever. I've always really enjoyed the kind of like slice of life content, you know, like when they go to the grocery store and just like get into hijinks there. I've always preferred that to like the messy drama, which, hey, don't get me wrong. I love that too. But I've always really enjoyed just kind of like the watching people do mundane things. Um, And then one day when I literally rolled out of bed, I watched Atlanta and Eva the diva was ordering, I think, like $200 worth of sushi when she was pregnant. And I was like, why is no one talking about this? Like, why is there not a dedicated space on the Internet talking about this? And like there may be on like Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, Um, but even like Reddit and stuff, it'd be people being like, oh, how foolish, like, ha ha ha, love it. But there wasn't just, like, one place only talking about that. So um, I started the Instagram, and it kind of just blew up from there. A couple months later, quarantine happened. So so there was um, nothing, that's, uh, like, no better time than to just exactly start. I watched, what did I watch? I started Beverly Hills from the beginning uh, during quarantine. I also watched 22 Cycles of America's Next Top Model. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, ha- <laughs> I started watching that and I was like, I can't get through this again. <laughs> like I watched it in real time, but now I was like, Tyra. Listen, there was a lot of problems, but Tyra has addressed all those problems back then. That's what, and I've said this on this podcast. Um, she's addressed it all, and then when it came back, she addressed it all again for like the a millionth for the millionth time. But what people don't realize, and what people don't give credit to Tyra for, and once again, we're off the rails already, um, is that she was at the forefront of throwing not only queer people but queer people of color on television and in your face absolutely all the time giving people giving our people in our community every opportunity at every turn right and highlighting that and celebrating us in that way right so that was um the juxtaposition to the 
problematic side of <laughs> the silver lining. Yes, the silver lining to America's Next Top Model. But um, yeah, Real Housewives. It's so. It's really, really crazy how much, how much is centered around food. And we talk about it, and I guess it comes full circle to this podcast because we're always talking about major food moments in our lives. Like, you know, everything happens at the dinner table. A lot of, like, major life moments happen around food, like breakups. You know, it's that, like, um, stereotypical breakup and lonely person crying into their, you know, gallon pint of gallon thing of vanilla Breyers ice cream or something like that, you know? <laughs> everything totally. everything happens around food. Um, you know, engagements, uh, death, uh, marriages, like it's all centered around the dinner table, the lunch table, and uh, very much so for the housewives and the franchises. I mean, one of my favorite, one of the most iconic and memorable moments that Bravo is still is still making millions of dollars from is that Teresa Judice flipped the table moment. <laughs> Wasn't that at the Brownstone or something where she like flipped that table? Forever that ago too. Forever ago. And I mean broke all the dishes and like threw all the food on the table. <laughs> everything happens at a gala everything you know and so so it makes absolute and complete sense riddle me this batman why is uh or i should say riddle me this Catwoman. um why <laughs> why 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 a la tom jones um is a seafood tower one of the most popular things? Like, across, would you say this to be true? Absolutely. Why is a seafood tower one of the most popular things across the board, across all the franchises? I'm convinced because it's like bite size and you can eat that semi cutely on camera. Because uh, a lot of these women, don't forget, are like anti-eating on camera like they don't want us to see anything going in their mouths or eating a burger or anything messy so i feel like with like a seafood tower you know you can grab the oyster and slurp it back and make it sexy we don't think it's sexy but they do um but i have to agree seafood tower and branzino the (laughs) two top orders of all time Always a Branzino moment. Always, Always a Branzino moment. Yes. And now I'm realizing. So you obviously watch all the franchises. I Correct. I am I'm almost there. I don't I don't watch Dallas and I don't watch the OC. Okay, Dallas, I I'm lying when I say I watch them all. I loosely watch Dallas, but it's trash. So you're you're not missing anything, and there's no good orders either. I I just revisited Miami because se- Miami because uh, seven years later they rebooted Miami, and it's right and it's better than ever. You know? <laughs> I have to agree, and a lot of good orders too. A lot of good orders, but everything. But do you remember early on in Miami, um, Chef Pepin, who was the queen, who was there for the camera and the camera only? <laughs> I need to do a good, like, proper Miami rewatch because 
I want to say like the first season was supposed to be like Miami Supper Club or something along those lines. So everything is literally food focused. Um, yes. And I need to tap into that. Um, That's a, a big miss on my First end. season of Miami, everyone tried to outdo each other with a learn to cook um, event. I always just remember Christy Rice having a chef with a crock pot and everyone's like, a crock pot? How disgusting. You're inviting me over for that? Like, ugh. <laughs> You peasant. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's the boil in the bag meals, <laughs> right? Because he that uh, her her man was was it Christy Rice's van? I forget. Was selling like sous vide meals. Like you just everything was. <laughs> okay, interesting. Get that promo in. <laughs> Literally, absolutely, and that, that's another thing. Remember when um, Teresa's cousin started uh what was her name uh started that kathy kathy yes kathy started that pastry business that went nowhere her cannoli line <laughs> i think about that every morning when i wake up <laughs> <laughs> kathy's cannolis yes oh my god i would die to get my hands on those right um she used to talk to me on twitter back in the day all the time she used to respond to me her, so she loves her fans. Yeah, she does love her fans. <laughs> she did. For some reason, Nene Leaks blocked me on Instagram. And I don't... Uh, no, not on Instagram. On on Twitter for some reason. I was like, Dang. why am I blocked? What did I What did I do? Like, I don't comment like that on people's stuff. So... Did you maybe, like, support Kenya in any sort of shape or form or fashion? No, I don't... I really don't... It's rare that I comment on things like that. You know? Right. Oh, my God. Favorite housewives orders moment? Um, not really an order, but food related. You watch Roni. Yes, obviously. Okay. Jules, when she put the the fork and the knives and the dipping cup in the calzone. I know everyone, like, rolls their eyes at me and they're like, that's so dark. Like, why would you choose that? I love someone being, like high on pills, doing the most just to get camera time. And, like, there was a book that came out recently kind of, like, breaking down behind the scenes, and she was just like, yeah, like, producers told me it would be funny, so I went along with it. And, like, we needed a moment for that scene, so. Um, oh, are you talking, like, diamonds and tiaras or whatever it's called? Yes, exactly. Or <laughs> Diamonds and rosé. Oh, that one. Rosé? I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pick it up, you know? <laughs> Is there an audiobook read read to us by the Countess? Um, no, but that'd be a really brilliant idea. I would pay for that. Yeah, I'd listen to it, you know? Um, uh, that smoky voice. Yeah, sidebar, I got uh, one of my really good friends, John, um, a cameo from the Countess for his birthday. Love and, that. How much did that set you back, if I can ask? Um, they're cheap, quote-unquote. It was like one in... Because did you watch Ultimate Girls Trip? Absolutely. Yeah, so they talk there's that whole moment that they talk about her doing uh cheap cameos, quote unquote cheap cameos. Um and everyone's like, Oh no, you need to start charging more and she was like, No, I make like ten thousand dollars a week from doing these cameos like this. I'm just fine, you know? That is like it feels like the easiest form of income ever. Yeah. And and she certainly um one of the things I put in the in the wish list was like I'm like he sleeps with men on the first date too and she was like and don't worry about sleeping with men on the first date <laughs> I love that she's a good sport she's a great sport she's saying happy birthday and she was like I know that you're feeling Giovanni I uh, love that yeah. okay so I paid for a cameo from Carol Radswell oh my god uh, 
Because have you seen her like infamous egg order? It's one of like the most requested things I get when she asks for three eggs, any style, and then literally goes on like a soliloquy. She's like, I can't have boiled, but they can't touch the um, the scrambled and the hard boiled needs to be hard, not soft. And like it, it, it really irks people. So I got a cameo of her reciting that. And she was literally just like, I will have one egg. And then at the end, she's like, wait, did I say this? <laughs> so she like had the moment like of realization at the end, but wasn't a great spore. Oh. I wanted more. I wanted more of this like countess you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, um, he in, in reverse, right, for my birthday, tried to get me a Kim Fields uh, moment. <laughs> Because one of my favorite Real Housewives moments is that, and Kim Fields should have never been a housewife, but she was a, Ever. she was a good housewife, for sure. Because, um, you know, she came on that television to earn her check, and she was like, "I'm a good Christian woman. I love my family." <laughs> Right? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're not going to get me. They're not going to get me. And you know those producers in the background were egging on those ladies. And it was that one moment where they finally got her. And she was like, who are you talking to? I'm Kim Fields, bitch. <laughs> and and then it went to the confessionals. And everyone's like, ooh, yep, yep. She wasn't wrong. She broke. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> That's Kim Fields. Oh, she dropped the resume. Because <laughs> besides Candy, right, Kim Fields is the most famous of them all. Totally. Right? And Candy... Totally. Even Candy with her fame, Candy is more a behind-the-scenes famous that, like... In a well, there's still people who are like, oh, my God, did you know that she wrote No Scrubs? I'm like, yeah, no shit. Do you live under a rock? Yeah. Like, Hello. <laughs> sorry if you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I love this. I absolutely love you. I'm absolutely in love. Um, and I love that the, we're just kind of off the rails. We're just giggling. Giggling about the housewives and these ridiculous food moments. I think this is like the best and like cutest way to spend um, and m most ridiculous way just kind of to spend this four year anniversary moment here. I love it. Yes. I want to take a pause now to take you to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast because I feel like it's going to be really good, Kai. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. It's a little something we like to call... Food news update! News? Uh, Food news! Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl! Spill the tea! News update. The world's largest cast iron skillet took a drive down a Tennessee highway. What was in it? No, nothing, because it, it was sideways. <laughs> Uh, see, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking of it flat, like with like a, a frittata in it. <laughs> 
this isn't Roswell, you know? <laughs> it's snowing here. So I'm looking outside. It's snowing. There's ice everywhere. Everything is just slipping and sliding. Oh, oh, in and out of the bedroom. Or in- so I actually could sit in the cast iron skillet and do a little, like, um, what's that called? Like, sledding moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if this is true for Canada, but there's some weird phenomenon here in America that... Americans, a certain type of American, is obsessed with road tripping to see odd, large objects. You know, it's the same here. Like we have a giant nickel um, in a place called Sudbury that people like flock to. I don't know why. Yeah. So thanks to Food and Wine, still not a sponsor, but um, they're always keeping me <laughs> in the know uh, for my food news. Uh, West Virginia has the world's largest teapot. Illinois has the world's largest catsup bottle. Catsup. Catsup. All right, catsup. Missouri has the world's largest fork. And um, if you appreciate this kind of tourism, uh, Tennessee has the world's largest cast iron skillet. Measuring over 18 feet from handle to handle, this 14,360-pound piece of cookware said to be able to hold about 650 eggs, right? But if you're Carol Radswell, those eggs have to be not touching each other. Precisely. And very specific. Not scrambled. (laughs) Was recently spotted on the road to make its way to its future home, the the Lodge Cast Iron Museum in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, which is slated to open in the late summer of this year. Who knew? Not me. Not me. (laughs) I just don't understand what the obsession is. Well, then again, this is kind of on trend. It's like the pure, our pure obsession with, uh, because I'm all up in your Instagram, with like random, random women we don't know ordering, you know, dirty martinis, you know. (laughs) It's got to be a Grey Goose. Yes. And it always has to be a Grey Goose dirty. With like a blue cheese stuffed olive, yes, or the yes. or or, mar- or skinny margarita. Yep, spicy skinny, spicy um, spicy skinny. Mar- no sugar, disgusting. That doesn't touch this temple. You know how it is. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, six hundred fifty eggs. I, I'm like my mouth is on the floor when you were reading that. That's so much. I mean. And, like, what is a cast iron museum? I, well, Lodge... How do you spend any time in there? (laughs) (laughs) Go on Wikipedia. (laughs) Listen, I can't be shady to Lodge because Lodge sends me some love, you know, and uh, my... Sorry, Lodge. No. Love you. No, but but this is a funny topic, and I think they'd be here for this, that, um, and my, one of my besties, my best gal pal sent me a Lodge uh, Dutch oven uh, for my birthday. Right, nice. get you get you good friends that send you good cookware for your birthday, yes. honey. So, um, but yes, I I am with you. Like, what do you do um, at a lodge museum? So apparently, in 2021, we celebrated 125 years of lodge cast iron, and as we look ahead uh, to 2022 and the next 125 years, we're thrilled to be bringing the lodge cast iron museum to South Pittsburgh. Mike Otterman the company's CEO and president stated, you know, covering everything from the history of cast iron to how it's used today. The museum is an exciting opportunity to celebrate our community and share lodge with the world 
uh, through this unmatched experience. So it's going to feature three. Exi- I'm sold. All right, it's going to fe- feature three exhibitions. How it's made will be the recreation of the experience in the company's cast iron foundries, lodge history and legacy. Yes. And then for the food lovers, cast iron culture will give the visitors a taste of cast iron cooking with a focus on southern food and cooks thanks to Lodge uh, par- Lodge's partnerships with the Southern Foodways Alliance. Okay. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Ho- hopefully, like, cooking classes and things, too. I was about to say, this is, like, giving cooking classes, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, because... But if you're if you're passing through with the kids, you see the thing, you pay you pay the twenty bucks to go through the museum really quick. You use the bathroom and and you hit the road. You get a free meal. Yeah, right. Or you get. I'm sure they probably have a nice food court too. Or like a sample, you know, a sampling. Yes. Right. I can. Yeah. I can be here for this. I think I can be. Yeah. Here for this. I'm supporting this. Right? I take back all the nasty things and looks that I I gave. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a one of them, but I. <laughs> I can't stand you. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Taco Bell is starting a business school that offers real accredited courses. In making their green coleslaw? Um, This six-week boot camp to to train future franchise owners is a partnership with the University of Louisville. Okay, work. I... (laughs) I couldn't tell you the last time I even ate at KFC. Uh, and that's not like me being snobby or anything. I just don't eat there. Um, so you're already so. so you're already ahead of the game because KFC falls under like the parent company of like Taco Bell and and places. Here, like the KFCs and Taco Bells are usually attached. Oh. So that's just like no thank you. Oh, we're getting uh, we're getting a cultural experience in your mouth. Absolutely, you can go and get their green coleslaw, and then also get a taco. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> listen, I actually can count on one hand how many times I've been to Taco Bell, um, and for this specific reason, it's very delicious to me. Right, especially that like crema, that sour cream or whatever it is they use that caulking gun to squirt all over. You know, it's it's porn fantasies for me with that, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> yes, I said I said crema, I said caulking gun, I said porn <laughs> fantasy and Taco Bell all in the same sentence. All right. <laughs> See ya. Secondly, or thirdly, I don't even know where I am. Um, it is very it is very on trend for this podcast and very apropos for our four year anniversary uh, to talk about Taco Bell because Taco Bell has been the subject of many a food news for me here on the podcast. There was a Taco Bell hotel. Taco Bell is always doing the most, right? <laughs> I see them on social media and I can absolutely agree they are doing the most. But, Whoever they've hired is, yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, they. They are doing something good here, I think. Right? So this week, the Tex-Mex chain announced the launch of the Taco Bell Business School, a partnership with the University of Louisville, offering accredited classes on the business of franchising. So 
Um, it's a partnership between the University of Louisville's College of Business and Taco Bell's parent company, Yum, which also owns KFC and Pizza Hunt. And uh, they are launching the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence, um, which was specifically created to unlock opportunities in franchising for underrepresented people of color and women. Oh, we love this. Yeah, right? This is, like, actually doing good for our society, I feel like. Yeah, so Kathy Gosser, director of the Yum! Center for Global Franchise Excellence, said, I believe that business and educational institutions have a responsibility to work together to break down barriers and create opportunities for those who wouldn't otherwise have them. The close relationship between Yum, Taco Bell, and the University of Louisville demonstrates the power of collaboration. Together, we can help people learn new skills, fuel their entrepreneurial spirit, and ultimately build a better future for our generations. It's a six-week boot camp with a Taco Bell twist. Not only will classes include expertise from brand executives and franchisees, but students will also receive some Taco Bell Business School swag because, hello, Taco it wouldn't be Taco Bell if you're not getting swag, you know? And I'm just picturing like a Harvard sweater, but instead it's like Taco Bell. Yep, and those accepted into the program will receive scholarships to cover the cost of classes. Okay, that was my next question. How much is this setting people back? Nothing. Love that. So they're giving people opportunities and paying for it. And this is... This is a win for Taco Bell, and I think a absolute we are here for this. Yeah, totally. You know, send us the swag. Taco Bell, we are here for you. <sighs> you know, send us a taco. Just one, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just one. In the mail, mm. mm. <laughs> It'll kind of come as like, uh... No! You, I know. Uh, no! <laughs> no! Two things. Uh, listen, you were bringing me once, uh, once again, four, four years full circle in your mouth. Two things I don't order takeout. Tacos, whether it's Taco Bell or other, and sushi. Okay. What about picking, like, ordering takeout sushi, but picking it up and bringing it home? That I, that I have done and will do. I won't do that with tacos. Okay, cool. I won't do that with tacos I support this either. statement then. Oh, I don't ever order out tacos, I feel like. Right, because... I'm more of, like, a, if I'm ordering out at something that, like, I know I can't make as well, like a ramen or a sushi. Yeah, it's the sogginess uh, for me. You know? Like, it's gonna arrive. I get it. It's gonna arrive. It's gonna be really soggy. It's gonna be really soupy and gross, and it's not the experience I'm going to want. It, and with the sushi, sushi, I don't know where how many stops that delivery man had. I don't know if he stopped to get it in along the way, how long it's been sitting, who made it, like, if he, like, no. If they, like, did, no. Nope, 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 nope. I learned my lesson. I ordered a sushi pizza once, and it arrived, and it was literally, like, it, it must have been in a backpack or something, because it was no longer a sushi pizza. It was just, like, a, a puddle of things. No. So, um, don't send us taco in, tacos in the mail, but send us... Um, uh, send us Taco Bell swag. And listen, Lisa Barlow. Hello, Taco Bell. I was about to say, we, we need to talk about Lisa Barlow we, at all if yeah. we're talking Taco Bell. Well, Taco Bell. Like, uh, th- that bitch will eat a Kit Kat for breakfast and go over to the 7-Eleven and pick up a Slurpee and then... Yeah, get that Baja Blast from wherever you get those from. <laughs> <laughs> 
get a cheesy gordita crunch oh or whatever it is and keep it pushing. And then and then move on to be like, can I touch? Can I touch? I love that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people hate her, but I love her. She is the backbone of my account. No, she is um, a she is a problematic person and we will get to it. But last but not least, we're gonna fully come back to Lisa Marlowe. Um Hey Lisa. Uh, hey, uh shout out to you. Uh, and last but not least, <laughs> this is gonna be an eight hour podcast. I could feel it. Um the country's <laughs> first oyster vodka tastes like the ocean and makes a mean martini. Ugh. No, no. I'm I'm sober, so alcohol in general. Okay. I've programmed myself to be like Ugh, disgusting. But is it just like a briny vodka? Right, sober journey. Congratulations! How long have you been sober? Thanks. Uh, coming up four years. That's incredible. Thank. Um, yeah. Not thank you. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Congrats. <laughs> congratulations to you. And we support all our sober babes out there. You know, shout out to them. For, but I have drank. I have, yeah. you know, I know what these things are. Yeah, so for, sometimes people are like, "Oh, like we can move on." I'm like, "No, no, no, we can talk about it." No, um, absolutely, and I fully intend on talking about it. But uh, listen, uh, in your mouth, listeners, uh, as you may or may not realize, that people on, are on sober journey, sober journeys, for many different reasons, right? For, from addiction to health, and so we support you on that journey, no matter. No matter what that journey is, because that's that's the journey that's fab. You know what I mean? Precisely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Ostrida, Ostrida is made in Providence, uh, is made by Providence, Rhode Island's first distillery since Prohibition. Look at that. That's kind of chic. Yeah, it's made by the Industrious Spirit Company in Providence, and it just launched um, this vodka. It's the first of its kind made with organic corn, an organic corn neutral spirit, and local oysters. So it's gluten-free, y'all, for all you celiacs and gluten-free people (laughs) out there. You know, it reads like a dirty martini, and the brininess comes through, says Manya Rubenstein, or Rubenstein, the company's co-founder and CEO. The idea for for oyster vodka sprung from a celebration of Isco's, that's like the, the short term for this company, first year in business. The team was toasting with vodka cocktails and oysters at Mantanuck Oyster Bar near Narragansett and wondered how combining the two would taste. It sounds like an obvious pairing, vodka and oysters, but they haven't found anyone else making it the same way, specifically including oysters in the final distillation. Okay, I actually am here for this, I think. Yeah? A, because Monica answered my briny question in said press release, and B, because I love to see people doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, gone are the days of root beer vodka. Do they make that still? There's root beer vodka. <laughs> Do you know what vodka? I mean? Like, there was here, and like a birthday cake, and like Oh, yeah, a that's Pinnacle. Pinnacle was doing that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I've ever had root beer vodka, but um, very, very on the nose for In Your Mouth and Food News Update. Arby's made a vodka. Lay's Potato Chips made a vodka recently. Uh, really? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Like, chip flavor? <laughs> yes, chip flavor vodka, and then Arby's did a spicy French fry, uh, a curly fry, spicy uh, vodka, and a regular. Um, did you try it? No, because it was sold out immediately. Okay, was it? Okay, 
And then- I have more questions than answers at this point. <laughs> Wow. Are, are we an oyster girl? Do we like our oysters? Um, I'm not against them. I'm not, like, super horny for them like the ladies on Housewives are, but I'll eat them. Uh, I've had bad experiences with them before, though, so that's why I'm always a tad hesitant. Um, but if you go to the right place, um, yeah. if I'm out east, I definitely will be doing that. The seafood is impeccable there, but yes, that's... here in Toronto, it's, you know, yeah, touch that's and go. My, uh, that's my thing. Like, um, I will... I will do a summer New York oyster because like they're coming in and they're and they're everybody is doing oysters in the summer here. So like oysters aren't sitting around, you know, <laughs> so it's a little bit more trustworthy. And then when I go to the Cape during the summer, uh, you know, the lobster and oysters, um, delicious. I was just so in, good. I was in Port- Portland, Maine last summer. Oh, my God. So freaking delicious. Um, shout out to Portland for the oysters and the lobsters as well. I can definitely be an oyster girl, not an oyster shooter girl. Do you know what an oyster shooter is? I'm not sure, but I'm picturing what it would be. So it's a shot glass with... Okay, perfect, yep. (laughs) An oyster in it. In it. And vodka and then cocktail sauce on top of it. And you shoot it. Just open that throat and yes. pour it down. But the Ugh. issue was in oh. New Orleans, because <laughs> I, I went for my friend Rich's 40th birthday, and I thought I was being sneaky by uh, do by ordering oyster shooters. And I was like, can I get Tito's? Because I was like that basic girl. And the woman looked at me sideways, and she goes, no, you don't want that. Because <laughs> it is so nasty that she did not want me to spend the five extra dollars on the good vodka to to do that. She was like, no. Shout out to her. And then the oyster was so large in it that it wasn't like one of these that like you could just swallow right down. You had to chew it. I'm... But but I try... uh, Listen, you wouldn't try this uh, obviously. For obvious reasons, you wouldn't uh, try this. Four years ago, I would have. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a... I can be a martini girl, but, like, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I'm really curious about it. But, like, I think for the, uh, for the martini stands, the martini drinkers out there, I think this is for you. I, I really believe that this is a move in the right direction, especially with us. I'm going to say it already, being on the heels of summer. I think it's it's really... <laughs> It's really here. (laughs) Happy February. Happy February. And with that, I think that's the best way to end Food News Update. Oh, my God. Where has the time gone? (laughs) It's flying by. Wait, if you do end up trying it, let me know how it is. I'd love a review. I will never try it. No. I don't think it will ever even come here, but I'm so curious. You know who would try it? The girls. All the girls. All those women. Kathy Hilton. Absolutely. Ramona is the first person that comes to mind. Speaking of terrible people. Ugh. Ugh. The worst. Like, I mean, the worst. The worst. And I have... How does she keep a job? I have no qualms saying that the worst. The worst. Ugh. 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 Now, Lisa Barlow, problematic. Because she's trying to be the villain in the way that, like, Lisa Rinna is the villain. Like, by planting seeds and running... Or, like, bringing things up at inappropriate times and, like, having no qualms about it. But she's not good at it. 
But I do. No, she's really messy. Yeah, it's just pure mess. And like, there's no covering up her tracks. Like, Lisa, I mean, Lisa, I am a Lisa Rinna stan. Like, I love, love, love her. And, Interesting. And she's, I know she's a problem, but I love her so much. I can't stand her. <laughs> and I'm just, but like, I, I'm just not, I'm just not that way for, like, cause she doesn't own it like Lisa, Lisa Rinna does. Lisa Rinna will sit there and be like, own it, own it. Yeah, I said this shit, but like, we're here and what are you going to do about it? <laughs> See, that's why I think it's endearing with Barlow because she's so like, I never said that. And it's like, but we know you did. You literally like, she, said that she, five minutes ago, girl. Yeah, she's like in the Heather Debro of OC kind of realm where it's like they think they're in on the joke and the mess, but they're not. No. Like they think they are, but they're not at all. Absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. Um, I was I was a bigger fan at the beginning with the can I touch and the way and the way she supports her boys and her family, you know, the way she like encourages her her kids to like and teaches them, and I was like, I thought that was a, a beautiful with that like wolf bane or whatever the fuck that co- fox wolf, whatever that is, the shampoo line, yeah, whatever, yeah. but whatever it is, like she's teaching her kids like good values and whatnot. And granted, oh shit, I wish I learned that kind of stuff yes, as a child. And granted, it's a very privileged moment, right? Because they have all the mo- they have all the money, but at the same time, it's like, oh, what a great great thing you know my mom is great I listen I love my mother and and whatnot and my mother's really good with like numbers and like finance and things like that but it's not something she passed down to me right because it's just not something and that's not a negative it's just not something that was done in the in the time it was just like she worked her ass off and got me through college and the job was done and it's like girl go you know, <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, well, that's, like, one of my things I wish school always taught us about, like, what real life is, and par- like, opposed to being, like, let's dissect a frog. Like, I'm never using that again. Like, I want you to teach me how to do my taxes. Yeah, I went to conservatory. pay rent on time. Yes, absolutely. I went to music conservatory because I was like, I'm going to be a famous opera singer. And then <laughs> and then I I went the Broadway route, and I, and I almost made it, right? Um, and I'm very actually very happy with what I did in my time in that career but um, but even that school like you lived in this bubble and they didn't teach you these things like they didn't teach you like hey you, unless you are unless you're like this one in a million who's like really got it or like plucked at the right time right place you're going to need to get a restaurant job you're going to need to uh, uh, to figure out a trade or something. And then you're going to need to figure out these finances. And none of that is taught anywhere, you know? Right. I love that we're on a finance track. Back to the food. <laughs> well, no, and it's you nice to, to, like, it's refreshing to see a mother throw her child into, like, a business opposed to what we normally see on this show. Where they're like, they're going to be models and actresses. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's so toxic. Like, yeah. You know? Like, I mean, but... I do love, I do love Delilah Bell and Amelia Gray. <laughs> Listen, I have an I I have an English ivy plant that is definitely named Delilah. <laughs> Delilah Bell, <laughs> you hate me. 
<laughs> this was so fun. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. I'm never like, uh, oh, I I don't like this person because they like Rina. But I just find her daughters to be like extremely um, like put on. And well, he, I feel bad for them. I feel like they don't want their lives. I mean, but they do. <laughs> I mean, and Delilah's man. Oh, delicious. He's hot. He's so fucking hot. And he, he, but Amelia's dating. No, not, not dating. Not dating. Not Scott dating. Anymore. But like bad taste in men. Oh my god! Before we close out, because we do have to go. <laughs> we have to go. Um, but I love you so much, and you definitely have to come back. I'm I'm putting it out there in this universe. You have to come back and like Please. Kiki with me all the time. Um, you are one of my favorites. Um, you know. Out of all the housewives' food moments, right? Uh, favorite one? Did I ask you this already? Favorite housewife? We talked about Jules's calzone, which I love. Yeah, but like, uh, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. Favorite dramatic food moment? Because there's a lot of uh, that's not the Teresa table flip. That would never be there, anyways. That's so overdone and overplayed. But. I love a Danielle Staub in Italy in a very, like, nice restaurant throwing glasses. You fucking bitch! <laughs> um, losing her shit. Extensions falling out. Live for that. Um, dramatic. Amsterdam is always a good one. Uh, when Kim and Eileen and Rinna are kind of doing their thing. That's, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? You beast. You beast. Don't you I dare. love... Brandy Glanville throwing wine in Eileen's face because she wanted to play soap opera. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, I don't know. There's there's so many. Brandy good, like, Glanville, like you said earlier, everything is centered around the dinner table. Everything is centered around the dinner table. Um, those those Atlanta girls have the best food moments. My queens, the, team twirl forever. Oh no. I've been team twirl since 2012. You're over here supporting Rinna, so we'll agree <laughs> to disagree, my friend. <laughs> you want to talk about a good villain? That's Kenya. Oh, my God. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I will, like, literally fight to the death for Kenya. <laughs> I've had to go on private before because I've fought people with Kenya. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I can appreciate a Kenya, Kenya more hair care. You know, like, sh- I go in and out with No him. one else could pull that off. I go in and out with one Kenya Moore. Like, I... Did you like her on Girls Trip? I did not. I did not. Okay, because I, I found she- a lot of people were starting to come around to Kenya at that point. I was like, finally, I actually light. was more of a Kenya fan, like, last season of Atlanta than I was on Girls Trip. I think she did Cynthia a little dirty. Agreed. She she did her dirty for the camera, and that wasn't cute because, uh, you know, 50 Cent and, like... I know why Cynthia Bailey is there. Like, Cynthia Bailey is, like, an equalizer girl. Absolutely. She's, like... The voice of reason. She's, like, the equalizer, you know? Like, her storyline is never that dramatic. She's not that dramatic. She's just, like, the... She's, like, the mo- the fresh air moment that, like, after... Through all the drama, it's, like, here's Cynthia, like, living her life. And, like, uh, her life is falling apart. Her life's not falling <laughs> apart. She's getting married. She has no money. She's having she has- a super spreader. Yeah. So, like, whatever. <laughs> But um, she did her dirty, and I I didn't enjoy that for her. Um, I agree. But, yeah, uh, those Atlanta girls, the the Potomac girls, too. Those Potomac girls. 
I love them. They order the best things. Shout out to Giselle. She is a queen with that menu. She cannot say charcuterie for the life of her, but I love it. (laughs) Carcuterie, charcuterie. Charcuterie. I love a charcuterie moment. A charcuterie board. Uh, Other favorite iconic moments before we go? Um... When Ashley said that Monique was drinking and driving, <laughs> um, I, there's just so many. It, it's so hard to even pick because, like, my brain goes to Jersey, and then it's like we're talking about Potomac, and I'm like, oh my god, anything that Karen with her glass of milk, um, <laughs> oh my god, everything, yeah, Ka- everything. Karen with her glass of milk. She needs a glass of milk. I mean. Or, oh my God, queen of the food, Dorinda Medley. I cooked, I decorated, I made made it it nice. nice. I'm someone who, I'm coming back around to Dorinda. She lost me. I find, like, a a really drunk person disgusting. Like, I don't want to watch them. I don't like to see them self-implode. It makes me sad. Uh Um, And I don't usually watch these shows with that kind of mentality. Like, I'm watching it ironically. I'm having fun. I'm giggling. But with Dorinda, there was, like, a dark cloud that I was like, this, this, I don't want to enable this, but I am coming back around to her. She is great at ordering. Um, She loves a a, a good, dirty martini up, down, three olives. We can't forget that Queens moment that that Bethany took all the people to that, uh, the Little Italy in Queens on Arthur Avenue. swipe. Oh, yeah, on Arthur Avenue when they were ordered all that Italian food and they ate their faces off. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's just, there's so many. In your mouth, listeners, this four-year anniversary episode is definitely um, for the Housewives fans and for me and Kai. (laughs) I hope. Absolutely. and, And I hope those of you who are not Housewives fans that stuck with us through the whole episode are really got something out of this. I feel like it was an even kind of like housewives but more food. And that's why I loved being here yeah. because I don't often get to talk about food aspects of things. Like everyone's like, yeah. so what's your opinion about Meredith Marks? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I want whatever cocktail she's on. Like, oh, that too. That too. Do you cook, Kai? I love to cook. I live to cook. That is like my de-stress moment for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your go-tos? Go-tos right now because it's cold. I love like any sort of soup moment. Um, Gotta love a I soup made and stews. a beef stew last night, which was delish. Um, going to see a girlfriend this weekend. Going to make like a giant mac and cheese with some sausage and maybe some like vegetables or something in it, like a little cauliflower, not like anything too crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't really have like a certain go-to. Um, just whatever I'm kind of feeling in the moment, whatever my my partner wants to eat. Um, I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. I mean, I got to get back in the kitchen more. It's just been... It's Are you a, a takeout girly? Um, sometimes. Like, you know, between podcasts and work and the hustle, the New York hustle, sometimes there's no time to cook. Like, you just got to go, go, go. And so... I'm working from home now, like permanently, so I've found it's a lot easier to kind of manage everything because I'm in this space and my kitchen's right there. So it's like, you know, my hour lunch. I can go prep for dinner and then at six throw it on and it's ready type thing. So I'm finding now that I'm home, it's a lot easier and less stressful. Yeah, listen, I live in 120 square feet. I can touch my kitchen with my foot from from this chair. (laughs) 
Oh my God, what a great day and a great episode. And I couldn't think of a better way to spend uh, this four-year anniversary episode or a better person to spend it with. Thank you so much, Kai, for being here. Give Thank the, you for having me. Give the kids all the all the handles, all the all the ways they can find you, the OnlyFans. Give it to them all. I should start an OnlyFans. Pull a Larsa and just do some feet pics. Yeah, or like pics. a pit pick. Hello, um, the kids. The kids will live for it. And listen, all over Dirty Twitter, uh, I see our feet. I have it. Yeah, I have an alt Twitter, but I don't post. I just peep, peep and scroll. Okay. I, I, yeah. I treat it like Instagram. I just go through and like. That's all my Twitter is too. I just like, like, like everything. Like, yeah. I, I rarely post. Yeah. If it is, it's nothing so. important. No dick pics, though. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Um, but I'm not opposed to that. Or if you want like a whole pic for five bucks, let me know. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram primarily at The Real Housewives Orders. Uh, I have like my link tree there. I'm launching a Patreon in the coming weeks. Probably by the time this is out, I'll be up and live. But yeah, just follow me on Instagram and you'll find everything there. Yeah, we'll link that out. We'll link all those things out. Um, Sexy. Oh my God, maybe there needs to be like a Real Housewives Orders cookbook. Like how to make how to make that Branzino. <laughs> Patreon, baby. Oh my God. Yes. Live, laugh, leak. Live, laugh, Nini leaks. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, twirl. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Big shout out to Kai for giving me of his time and his housewives food knowledge today. What a special day. For those of you out there that have been with me uh, for most of this four years or any part of this four years, uh, this is for you. I do this for you. I do this, you know, um, it's a labor of love and I can't thank you enough for sticking with me all this time. And for those of you that are new, thank you for joining me on the journey. Um, I can't, I, I, I make pennies off this podcast. So it's very, it's very much a labor of love and so very special to be able to connect with people like Kai and people in the food world, queer people in the food world, just to bring you um, interesting and fun content that's like none other out there. And that's about it. Stay safe out there. Uh, Valentine's Day is uh, quickly approaching us. Um, <laughs> just all, another day. It's just, a Tuesday or whatever. Like Vanessa Carlton <laughs> once said, just a day, just, just an, an ordinary, ordinary day. day. And with that, I all I have to say is thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth. Bye.